back to Pop Culture Footnotes, the podcast that keeps you in the loop on all things pop culture so you can talk about it with your friends. I'm Courtney. I'm Shannon. And we are so excited to have Tana back this week. Yay! Yay! Reunion episode. (laughs) I am back. (laughs) Yeah, we're really happy to have Tana back for this week and next week. Lucky us. Um, So this week, Tana's going to be helping us uh, talk about ABBA and... Various cover band things, and uh, also Mamma Mia, so it's going to be quite the episode. <laughs> uh, but before we get to that... Disco balls out, and yes. your bell bottoms. Yes, and your big old, what do you, what do you call them, the bell sleeves? That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> bell sleeves. Get ready to dance along. Peasant yeah. shirts and Peasant sequins. Shirts. Yep. Oh, so excited. Uh, but before we do get to that, we're going to do our Media of the Week segment. So Tana, tell us about what you've been reading or watching or listening to. Uh, So this week, I have recently started a new horror anthology called New Fears. Uh, It's very good. Lots of just little short horror stories. Um, It's fun and spooky. And I'm, uh, because I am that person who is currently planning October plans already. I am just like (laughs) ramping up for Halloween. Yay! Way, way early. We are going to have to have you back on for one of our Halloween episodes. Oh my gosh, yes, please. (laughs) Cool. How about you, Shannon? On that note, I'll say that as of this recording, I saw Hereditary last night, and it's the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> it's really, I haven't seen a lot of terrifying things, though, so maybe that's unfair, but it is legitimately <laughs> very scary. Um, yeah, I kept hearing about it at Sundance, and I was too afraid to go during Sundance. Because um, they usually play at midnight, like all the horror ones, and that was, that's just too much. <laughs> um, but yeah. It's really good. I won't say anymore, but people should see it if you're okay with some gore and some really (laughs) scary stuff. Sweet. Uh, What have I been... So, it's been kind of a busy week for me, so the only things I've really been doing are working and um, and getting ready for podcasting. So, I watched a lot of X-Files this week. Not a lot, actually. Not as much as I wanted. Teaser for next week. Hello. Uh, but I've been watching a lot of X-Files, and uh, I've been relearning my love for Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> Along with your husband? Yeah. I also learned how much she <laughs> doesn't love Mamma Mia. Yeah. Um, if you are so inclined, you should check out the Pop Pop Culture Twitter feed from, uh, when is this, early June. <laughs> um, I made Andrew watch Mamma Mia with me, and... Uh, I convinced him to live tweet it because I knew he was going to hate it. He got half an hour in and couldn't do it anymore. So, but he did watch the whole movie. So, good on Andrew. <laughs> what a trooper! A super a trooper. A super trooper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna go ahead and get started with ABBA. So, Tana, you are our ABBA expert, um, relatively at least. <laughs> so, um, what was your first exposure to ABBA? Uh, ABBA is one of those bands that I feel like I was born with knowledge of. It was like, uh, so we actually have like video of when, uh, my mom was pregnant with me, uh, they would put headphones on her stomach, uh, and a lot of people play like Beethoven and Bach to make the kids smart. And my (laughs) parents played ABBA and classic rock. So like we have video of like (coughs) headphones playing ABBA on my mom's stomach. And, uh, I feel like I've just like always known them. And it was actually a huge surprise to me, uh, when I grew up that not everybody has an undying passion for ABBA. (laughs) So that was a shock. Um, but I've always known and loved them. Nice. How about you, Shannon? Um, uh, the first thing I could think of, and maybe, so A-teens existed, <laughs> to ABBA covers, but yeah. that was an early, um, these like teens that just redid ABBA songs. Um, but the, also what I thought of was, um, you know how Pixar movies at the end used to do like outtakes with the animated mm-hmm. characters? Mm-hmm. Um, there's one at the end of A Bug's Life where one of the characters is named Ada, but the aunt mispronounces it as Abba, and they're like, oh yeah, let's go disco. Or, and as a kid, I had no idea what that meant, so I wanted to just explain to me who Abba was. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think for me, it was probably the Disney Channel. Um, I can't put my finger on exactly when. I know that the 18s were featured pretty heavily on the Disney Channel for a little while, so that might have been it. All their music um, videos. It might have actually been even Stevens, because Ren in that movie, she sings Dancing Queen in mm. 
It's either the movie or like one of the TV show episodes, and I remember yeah. just being like, "I love this song!" <laughs> like rewind it and listen to it over and over again. Oh so, yeah. That cool. music video where the house is just kind of rotating, the upside down, <laughs> bouncing off the ceiling. Oh yeah, <laughs> good old eighteens. Uh, cool. Well, uh, Tana, as our ABBA expert, we're gonna just turn this over to you for a little while. So tell us more about ABBA. Excellent. So. ABBA, the group, is made up of, I need to read these because I know their first names, but I cannot <laughs> pronounce their last names, so uh, bear with me. Um, Annefried Linkstad, uh, Benny Anderson, Bjorn Olveus, and Agnetha Falskog. So um, the name ABBA actually comes from the first letter of the four members' names. Annefried. really missed you pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> I know. Oh, I don't so know if that was correctly. Um, <laughs> it sounded right, though. <laughs> Uh, so the name is their f- the f- first letters of all four of their names: Anifred, Bjorn, Benny, and Agnetha. I might have the order incorrect. Uh, <laughs> Abba was also the name of like a Swedish cannery, like fish cannery, and they had to actually like negotiate with the company in order to get rights to the name. So uh, they came to success due in large part to the uh, Eurovision competition. That um, I don't know how keyed in y'all are to like Scandinavian <laughs> pop culture, but Eurovision is like still a huge thing. Really? Um, I follow a lot of, oh, yeah. I, I saw Eurovision before. Yeah. Um, I follow a lot of Icelandic publications because why not? Uh, and there are like regularly, if like a country has entrance into the Eurovision contest that make it far, they're just like so excited about it. Um, and so ABBA was one of those and they actually, it took them three tries to win the Eurovision Thing. Oh. They tried two times and did not succeed. And then the third time, I believe it was in 73, is when they actually finally like made it. Um, they'd all come from separate bands. They had all kind of had done their own thing. Uh, Anifrid, actually, her band is my favorite because it was the Anifrid Four. She just like <laughs> named them after herself. Um, and then one of the guys, I'm pretty sure, if it was Benny, um, was in a band called the hep stars and they were known as the swedish beatles so uh if you want to look up some pictures of some people that look very much like the beatles but were swedish <laughs> look them up we should have brought that up in our beatles episode <laughs> oh, there were man. swedish beatles <laughs> uh, what song did they win for eurovision then um i actually am not it, it's one of their like less known ones let me see if i can pull it up uh by less known i mean so they have the compilation album abba gold which is kind of what brought them back into public focus and that was like their biggest hits uh and it was not one of those <laughs> uh it was one of their uh yeah so the song uh oh actually it was one of their well-known ones oh. it was waterloo it looks like oh so, yeah waterloo? which waterloo is one of the dearest songs to me because <laughs> i don't know if y'all ever watched malcolm in the middle uh but A little, yeah. uh there's this really great episode where dewey who is the youngest brother who gets very often overlooked uh gets left at home with a babysitter and she's very old and he just is convinced he's going to have a terrible time <laughs> and then he ends up having just a blast with her and there's this great like he it's like sad 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 and he's bummed and then like of like one interaction happens and then it just goes off the walls and there's this great shot of him in the kitchen with her dancing to Waterloo and they're just like lip syncing and singing and there's roses and it's wonderful. So, uh, quite fun. Um, so yeah, they actually, they also, before they took off with Eurovision, the reason that they got together and like the very first time that they performed, they were all on holiday together because uh, the two couples are married. So the guys and the girls are two couples. They are no longer married, but they were. Um, uh, They, one of their songs, I will get to this in a moment, uh, is actually very sadly based on the dissolution of one of their marriages. Um, So they were on holiday and were just kind of singing on the beach. And then that turned into an impromptu concert for United Nations soldiers that were stationed there. Uh, and most of the songs didn't pan out, but uh, I believe one of theirs, Ring Ring, was, was like really liked. Or um, the old, the old, it's like a Swedish one, but it means like the old man or something like that. So, uh, and it was because it was so not well received, they, we're like, we're not going to work together for a while. And then it took a little bit for them to like get going again. Um, and then once they did, it just took off. Uh, 
so yeah, they had several good years of making music. Um, 73 through the early 80s is like the biggest chunk of where their music came from. Uh, Waterloo was one of those ones that kind of kicked it off. Uh, I don't know. Do we want to play an excerpt yeah, of Waterloo? Yeah, let's do Waterloo. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> So yeah, just like starting off with a bang. Uh, one of the things that, so I don't know if uh, y'all have ever read anything from Chuck Klosterman. He's one of my favorite pop culture essayists and writers. Uh, if you've ever seen the documentary Shut Up and Play the Hits about LCD Sound System, he's the main interviewer in that. Hmm. Um, but Chuck Klosterman has a really great essay called ABBA One World Zero. And basically he talks mm-hmm. about... Uh, he loves ABBA, which I really love. Um, it's actually through him I found a very wonderful mashup of an ABBA song with that song, Jump! Uh, oh, we can maybe yeah, bring that around later. Yeah. Um, but he talks about part of the reason that ABBA was so successful and the reason that they took off is because they were writing... So they are Swedish people trying to write about and to American audiences in not their native language. And that gives them this really like kind of outside of the outside of every, they weren't ever trying to be cool. They weren't like, they were outsiders in a way that makes their music work and is like above and beyond failing or succeeding or being relevant or irrelevant. Like they just Mm -hmm. are, and they always have been and they always will be, Uh, which I really love. And I think that that's really true. I mean, that Waterloo song, like, this is a bunch of like Swedish friends who got together and were like, you know what? We should try and write some fun, poppy, like Americanized disco. <laughs> and it just worked so well. So after they did Waterloo and, you know, several other songs like in that album, uh, they had uh, SOS was the next one, like one of their next big ones that came out. Should we play, play? Yeah. Yeah. I love SOS. I do too. longer than 30 seconds but I love that no it's yeah too good (laughs) it's too wonderful um so SOS was uh it's hard to talk about the success of all their albums because they are like one of I they achieved at least like a number one record in at least 15 different countries uh and so like so many of their songs were like huge hits in many different places so like sos was really big in germany and australia and the uk and just like a very strange uh like so many people loved abba and it's just so wonderful um mama mia was one of the ones that came really close on the tail of sos so okay, we'll play, play that, that one here we go
much longer than three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you were rocking out to Yeah, that. I mean, how can I resist you, <laughs> Abba? I, I feel like it should also be noted for since uh, podcasting is not a visual medium, we are dancing to every single one of these. It's just like the tiny little clips. We're just I'm over just, here. Okay, I feel like this is maybe a side Jamming. project that we should do where we like learn some an Abba cover band. <laughs> maybe. I, I'm, I'm thinking more lip syncing because I don't think anybody wants to hear me, but we should just definitely learn some choreography and, oh gosh, and do yes. a video. Anyway. <laughs> I would be so down anytime, anywhere. Okay. <laughs> I um, just can't help but picture like Meryl Streep just like dancing around the rooftop and her overalls. We'll get there. We'll yeah, get sorry. there. One day. <laughs> Um, so their fourth album, Arrival, came out, uh, in, like, 76, 77, uh, and it had, like, a lot of the big ones on it that people know, so it had, uh, Money, 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 Knowing Me, Knowing You, Dancing Queen, do we want to listen to all of those? Uh, let's pick three. Okay. Knowing Me, Knowing You. Okay. This is my favorite. Yeah. So many of these you have probably heard at some point, uh, which the, it, it, I think speaks to ABBA's pervasiveness in society. They're just like so always there. Um, do what do, do you what do you want to play, Shannon? Um, well, you said Dancing Queen uh-huh. this not on this album. I feel Dancing like that's the only thing right. to do. <laughs> Here you go. Like one of the things that strikes me is how fast every ABBA song gets into it. Like yeah. <laughs> we've been able to. There are so many other bands that if we played thirty seconds, we would still be in like the intro, and they are just already like, here's a verse and a chorus. Like you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. So definitely. Um. Okay. What else is on this album? <laughs> uh. So on this one. There was also Money, Money, Money came out, and then on their subsequent one had, like, the name of the game, Take a Chance on Me, Thank You for the Music. Take a Chance on Me. Yes. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Hopefully this one will work. If you change your mind, on the first in line, honey, I'm still free, take a chance on me, if you need me, let me know, gonna be around, if you got no place to go, when you're feeling down, if you're all alone, when the pretty birds have flown, honey, I'm still free, take a chance on me, gonna do my Very best, 
picture Andy Bernard from The Office singing parts of that song. That's, that's what I picture. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, one fun also development that happened during this period, so this is like 77, 78, is um, they made a movie called ABBA the Movie, uh, directed by Lesse Hellström, and he, if you don't know, also directed Midlif Somhund, which is like this really long, like, my life as a dog uh, story about this Swedish boy growing up in like a rural Swedish town. The antithesis of ABBA. He also directed Chocolat with Johnny Depp. Really? Uh, that really fun yeah, one. I love yeah. that movie. Um, so he did ABBA the movie and basically it was not a movie as much as an excuse to do like a like a concert documentary. The the plot of the movie, it's very bad, but if you ever want to watch ABBA concert footage, go watch it. Um, <laughs> is that there's this reporter, uh, like radio reporter, who is trying to get an interview with ABBA by following them as they go on their tour and just misses them every time so you get like recordings of them on tour and like them doing their songs with these like really sadly like little bits of plot in between of like and now they're going to this place and the guy has to follow them and it's very silly but uh fun a that, fun little that sounds a lot like hard days night actually. yes correct it yes. is very much in that vein also sorry this is an aside but now i'm looking at this director's filmography so I'm like what else do i know he does all dog stuff oh, <laughs> like really a dog's purpose <laughs> most recently but also hachi a dog still a oh. very sad dog Oh, I love that. Um, (laughs) So, uh, if you ever want a laugh and a not sad dog movie by Leslie Hellstrom, Abba the Movie, watch it today in theaters. Just kidding, it's not in theaters. Um, It was from 1977. Uh, So, after that, um, they just kind of kept having hits through the tail end of the 70s. Um, It's this point when uh, their marriages started, like both respective marriages started having kind of a hard time. Uh, One of the songs that came out from that, so I believe the the, um, timeline is, uh, it was, I'm trying to remember which two of the pair were wed at this time. Um, So, uh, let me see. Oh yeah. So uh, Agnetha Falskog is the one who sings it, Winner Takes It All. Uh, is this song. It's very, it's one of ABBA's more somber ones, more like kind of sad. Do we want to maybe play a little bit of that one? history I played all my cards and that's what you've done too nothing more to say no more ace to play the winner takes it all the loser standing small beside the So uh, you can probably tell a distinct difference in that one from the past ones that we have been listening to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Agnetha is the one who sang that. It was written by Benny and Bjorn. Um, Agnetha was married to Bjorn, and uh, this is the saddest thing. So uh, on Christmas night, Bjorn like moved out of the their the partner's house they divorced in so that was 78 christmas of 78 they divorced in 79 and then they released this song in 80 uh and he says that it is not autobiographical but the original title was the story of my life (laughs) which is very sad um so that's kind of like when the group started kind of like fracturing having some fragmentation um it's 
partially why there were like, even when ABBA came back to popularity, like in the 90s and 2000s, uh, there was not um, a lot of uh, reunion talk. They were kind of like very much, it was a difficult time for a lot of them. Uh, in, so in the 80s, they were still producing music. Super Trooper, Lay All Your Love on Me, those uh, Winner Takes It All, obviously, came out during then. Um, and then 82 was about when they wrapped it up, when, is, when all is said and done. Uh, they kind of like closed it down. The two women, um, Annafrid and Agnetha, w- kind of didn't do a whole lot afterward. Benny and Bjorn kept doing things. If you've ever heard of Chess the Musical, that was um, the music was all done by them. So that Bangkok, Oriental City, like that one is like, <laughs> the music is by them. A different guy did the lyrics, but very fun. Um, yeah, so they there has been talk about reunions in the future, um, but like even as recently as like 2010 or so, they were offered a billion dollars to get back together and like do a tour and they turned it down. So um, it's like not a thing, especially I think Agnetha did never really liked the popularity. She never really liked being in the spotlight. So I think a lot of it is due to her just like not being into that. Uh, But yeah, um, their fame lives long and prospers still. So well, and why get back together when you're probably still making tons of yeah, right? royalties, right? <laughs> yeah. Through things like the Mamma Mia movie. <laughs> yes, what an nice story. Story. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll Sorry. get into that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're releasing this episode, obviously, in anticipation of Mamma Mia. Here we go again. <laughs> um, and because... Um, by all accounts of I don't, watching the trailer or not, it looks like it's a prequel to the first. Uh, we wanted to kind of recap what happens in that first film. Um, it is based... Should, sorry, should we say really quickly, so Mamma Mia was originally a Broadway play. That's mm-hmm. where it's going. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. Um, yeah, so it's a Broadway play. Um, I haven't seen this live, but it started... Okay, now it's... It premiered in 1999. Um... I'll say, so it wasn't the first jukebox musical, which a jukebox musical being like a musical with all of the music from one band or artist. Um, it wasn't the first one, but like looking at the list of them, um, it kind of kickstarted like a huge uh, surge of jukebox musicals. Um, yeah, it premiered on West End and then moved to Broadway. That's really all I have to say about that. Um, I played in Vegas for a long time, where I'm from. Um, recently, they did it on um, in the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was Jennifer Nettles from Sugarland that was, uh, played Donna and Dove Cameron of Descendants fame <laughs> that played Sophie, which is why I heard about it, because I... <laughs> I'm a 28-year-old who loves Descendants. Anyway, <laughs> um, but we can get into the plot of the movie now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the movie was done in 2008. is an adaptation of that uh, show um, starring a whole ton of people that I'll get into as we talk about it. Um, so the film starts. I feel like you guys should be like humming whatever song is playing as I describe the plot. <laughs> if you want, I can play it quietly for you. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> It starts, I have a dream. Anyway, (laughs) Um, so we start um, with Sophie, played by Amanda Seyfried, um, who's, I don't know, she's on a beautiful island in Greece, Mm -hmm. and she's um, mailing these mysterious letters that we'll find out about. Um, She lives with her mother, Donna, played by Meryl Streep, um, yeah, on this small Greek island where Donna runs a hotel. Um, Sophie's 20 years old. She's engaged uh, to Skye to be married. Um, and this comes up later, but Donna's not, like, super thrilled about her getting married so young. Um, because she got pregnant with Sophie really young, and she really wants her to just go out and live her life before settling down so soon. Um, then we get into the song Honey Honey, (laughs) where Sophie explains the deal with these letters, um, to her bridesmaids that have arrived. Um, so she, she's getting married and she wants her father to give her away, but she has no idea who, who her father is. And so she found Donna's diary from when she was pregnant with Sophie and learns that she has three potential fathers. (laughs) Um, and so first there's Sam Carmichael, uh, played by Pierce Brosnan. Um, 
And this is kind of the love of Donna's life, but he reveals after they have this affair that he's engaged to someone else, so he leaves the island and abandons her. And so um, she meets another man, Harry Bright, and he's played by Colin Firth. <laughs> um, that doesn't work out. <laughs> so, and she dates Bill Anderson, played by Eskelin Skarsgård. Um, so yeah, Sophie, <laughs> not knowing exactly who the father is, has decided to invite all three of them to her wedding. Um, and she says that um, they all think that it's Donna who invited them as this like happy reunion. And so all three of them agree to come. So we see clips of all of them kind of making their way to the island one way or another. Um, the three of them kind of, they all miss their bones. So they all end up together sailing to this island, um, but they don't know that... They are all there for Donna. Um, let's see. Sophie hasn't told her mom any of this, though. Um, so once they all arrive on the island, Sophie's the first one to find them um, and kind of hides them away um, in the goat house of the hotel. So they're hidden from uh, Donna. Um, who else? So Donna's longtime friends also show up for the wedding. Rosie and Tanya, played by Julie Walters, uh, also known as Mrs. Weasley, <laughs> um, Christine Baranski, whom I love. They're both really delightful. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie's like uh, she wrote a cookbook, and she's kind of a little <laughs> Tanya has been married three times and has since been divorced, and so. <laughs> Um, they're both really fun. I can't decide which of them I would rather be when I get old. <laughs> Rosie. <laughs> I, she rocks. <laughs> which, one is, which one is Rosie again? That's Julie Walters? Yeah. Yeah. She's pretty great. No. Also, Short Christine Baranski is also pretty great. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyway. They're both good. Um, so they had a band back in the day, Donna and the Dynamos, and that is how they all know each other. Um Anyway, Donna, so now to the tune of money, 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 Donna kind of goes around the hotel and she's making repairs and the hotel's gone money, into money, disarray. Go for it. In my rich man's world. <laughs> um, yeah, she doesn't, can't really afford to like keep up um, with the hotel. Um, and once again, yeah, she's making repairs, she hears some noise coming from the goat house and realizes that all three of her ex-lovers are here on the island for her daughter's wedding, which really stresses her out. Um, she kind of goes up to the roof of the house and is singing Mamma Mia, um, and just kind of like rolling around on the roof, and I love it so much. Um, throughout this movie, too, um, it's hilarious because you have all of her like workers around the hotel are Greek and like make comments throughout her singing along to the songs, and it kind of has this feel of like a Greek chorus in oh, no, yeah. a Greek place. Um, it's fantastic. Um, anyway, so she's on the roof and then falls through, so that all the men find her there. Um, and she tries to get them to leave. She's really stressed out by that. Um, she cries to Rosie and Tanya about it. Um, to the tuna, chiquitita. I can't show you Chiquitita. So, yeah. She's upset and explains to the two of them, oh, Sophie's dad is here. And they're like, oh, I thought you didn't know. And she's like, you're right, I don't. It could be any of these three men who are the father. So... Yeah, they. she says, oh, none of this would have happened if I weren't such a little slut. And they're like, oh my gosh, you're like just like your mother. And remember these fun-loving times when we were all younger. And um, so they start singing Dancing Queen and kind of dance through the island um, <laughs> with all the locals. And it's really good. Um, at that point, um, Benny from Abbott does show up. He's like playing the piano. Yeah. That's really fun. Um, so that's great. So then we go back to Sophie who finds, so all of the men are like trying to leave the island because Donna doesn't want them there and Sophie convinces them to stay. Um, and she kind of hangs around with them as they go sailing on the island um, to the tune of our last summer. Um, yeah, she finds out a little bit more about them. Um, she makes her way back to the beach and everyone's like, you're getting married tomorrow. Where have you been? And um, she and Skye, her fiance, who, by the way, doesn't like really want to get married. Sophie's the one that wants the big old wedding and he really just, he wants to travel the world. Um, but they sing, lay all your love on me. Um, and 
his all of his buddies come out and <laughs> they're having a bachelor party. So they all come and they're like flexing on the dock oh, yeah. <laughs> to the song. That's really fantastic. Um, then we go to the bachelorette party that's happening. Um, Donna, Donna and the Dynamos reunite to sing Super Trooper for Sophie, and it's super cute. Um, then all the potential dads, like, show up to the party, um, and they're all dancing. Sophie's trying to figure out who her dad is still. Um, well, give me, give me, give me a man after midnight. It's really good. Um, they, Sophie finds out that, so Bill, um had an aunt named Sophie and so he says oh I was named after Sophie and she left Donna some money and so she starts to think that Bill might be the dad um, because of that relation um so she says oh will you give me away and happy times but then the other two also think that they're the father and they taunt on them oh you're 20 years old and that's when I was dating Donna and so um, all of them think they're the dad, and all of them offer to give her away. And so Sophie, in her distress, faints. <laughs> so distraught. Um, so if we go to kind of the aftermath of the party, I guess. Um, Harry tries to pay for the wedding. Um, Sam is trying to talk to Donna about Sophie, and he doesn't think she should be getting married. And that's where we get SOS. Um, and Pierce Brosnan cannot sing for the life of him. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's a fun time hearing that song. Um, also, like, sidebar, Tanya slept with this much younger man on the island, and now he's kind of going after her, and it's fun. Um, who's, they, who's named Pepper? Is that yeah, his so, name? Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. Summary, <laughs> Pepper. Pepper the yeah. man from the island. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's pretty cute. Um, she tries to, like, buff his advances um, to, does your mother know? Um, that's great. Um, Sophie eventually, like, comes around and confesses to Skye that, like, she found out that she has three potential fathers invited all of them to the wedding. He's like, is that why we're having this wedding? Just so you can find your dad and play happy families? And um, so he doesn't, like, isn't super stoked about getting married because of all this drama. Um, So, understandably, Sophie's still really distressed. And so she goes to her mom, hoping she'll help her prepare for the wedding. Um, and she does, and they, uh, Donna sings slipping through my fingers, and it's this touching moment, remembering the good times mother and daughter have had together. Um, and Sophie ends up asking Donna if she'll give her away, um, because really it's her mom that's been <laughs> for her the whole time. Um, yeah, so that happens, and they all, like, set to go up the hill off to this wedding, um, and Sam's still there and trying to like win Donna over and trying to stop Sophie from getting married. And Donna sings, uh, the winner takes it all to Sam. And it's the, that is my favorite part of that movie. Like if up until that point, you weren't sure if Meryl Streep was like the exact right person to do this, she like kills it. <laughs> um, and just belts it out at him. <laughs> Um, so she runs off and Sam runs after her and they all go to the wedding ceremony. Um, Donna, like, is, is so weirdly, the priest is like, welcome to everyone's family, to Sophie and Sky's family, including Donna, <laughs> specifically, who is her mother. And then Donna gets up and says, and welcome to Sophie's dad, but I don't know who he is. And it dawns on her that Sophie's the one that orchestrated all this. <laughs> she found out. Um, so they, they still don't know who the dad is. And uh, Sophie then doesn't really care. And each of the um, men are like, I'm happy to have a third of Sophie and potentially be your dad. Um, so it all kind of works out. Um, then Sophie realizes that what she really wants wasn't the wedding and so they decide they're gonna go travel the world and not get married after all but why waste a good wedding and Pierce Brosnan just says hey Donna you should marry me yeah. <laughs> we each other in 20 years you know we're completely different people now <laughs> yes um and turns out like he had married the woman he was engaged to but he well he like went to break off the engagement and came back all that time ago to like find Donna but um she was already off with another guy and so he went back and married the woman he had been engaged to but now they're divorced and so um 
anyway, he, they sing, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. Um, and she agrees to marry him. <laughs> they get married. Um, then kind of wraps up with when all is said and done, happy times. Um, somewhere in the midst of this, Harry reveals that he's gay and finds a cute Greek guy on the island. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what else? Oh, and then, so, because everyone has to be happy, we have Bill, and Rosie kind of has a thing for Bill, and so she, um, in the after-wedding party, sings Take a Chance on Me to him, and that's fun. Um, she doesn't understand consent in that scene. Uh, <laughs> he's no. like, he's like, no, and he tries to leave, and she's like, <laughs> grabbing him, and yeah. Oh. There's some really problematic stuff about this movie, really. What? <laughs> <So we> <laughs> Have you not seen it, Tana? Oh, no. I was being sarcastic. Okay. <laughs> okay. I've definitely seen this okay. film. There's kind of the... It is definitely problematic, yes. going on. There's the, I need a dad to give uh-huh. me away stuff going on. Then there's yeah. the consent. Yes. Anyway. anyway. We have that at the end <laughs> to wrap up the fun. I'm sorry. Problematic stuff. Um... Then, so they're all dancing around. And I guess earlier, like, there was this... I don't the floor of the hotel like kind of cracks and now it like cracks all the way and just water shoots up <laughs> um and also one of my favorite parts of this movie is that Meryl Streep just goes it's us we're all dying <laughs> and, um what IMDB says which we just not really explain is that it's Aphrodite, the Greek goddess of love, that has influenced these events, events all along. And all together. I'm like, okay, sure. Well, I think earlier in the movie they said something about how like the villa should be doing better because it's supposed to be the site of Aphrodite's fountain. Uh, yeah. Okay. And so this is Aphrodite's fountain like, <laughs> erupting. Erupting, yeah. It seems really yeah. nonsensical <laughs> at the time. Um, but basically, Sophie and Skye sail off. Sam and Donna are now all happy. And everyone's happy. And tumbled off. <laughs> um, then um, they have Meryl Streep, Donna and the Dynamos at the end performing Dancing Queen again. And then they all sing Waterloo. Um, and Pierce Brosnan, Colin Firth, and Scarlett are on in these really great like disco outfits. <laughs> belly buttons. And so good. Um, I think that's it. Cool. <laughs> Sweet. Well, Fun we time. wanted to wrap this up by talking about some ABBA cover songs slash groups because there have been many. So many. So many. So I'm going to kick it off by saying I love the 18s unabashedly, <laughs> um, even though I know that they're like teeny bopper music and really like vanilla covers of ABBA, but I still love it. I, they introduced a new generation to ABBA. That's true. So they're, they're some credit. They're the group that, that like introed me into ABBA. Some of their original music is also very well done. <laughs> That's the like, yeah, yeah, the one song that I get in my head is their, uh, oh, I can't even remember what it's called now, but it's like the, I'm just trying to take a test, and they're just like, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> Let me look it up. Okay. I also do love their cover of... Uh, can't help falling in love. Oh, uh-huh. Alice, so for Lilo and Stitch. For Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> they yep. were very associated with Disney. For oh yeah. But there. Oh yes. They were like the Disney spokes band. <laughs> and that's not the same. That's, that's oh yeah, that's not the ceiling the is cute. That's the that's what I was that's thinking. Oh, okay. Upside down, my yeah. grades <laughs> are down from A's to D's. Oh, 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 I'm way behind <laughs> in history. Yeah. I've lost myself in fan. Do you want me to keep going? Yeah, I can I keep going. <laughs> um, is there an ABBA cover of theirs? <laughs> is I mean, I feel like Dancing um, Queen. Is oh yeah, should we should we play there. one of their covers? Yeah, their Dancing Queen is fun. Okay, yeah. let's do that. Yeah, we should definitely play. I'm covers. going to Eighteens. <laughs> oh, you know what? I think that on Spotify, the only ABBA song that's on here because they did a whole album of ABBA, ABBA the covers. ABBA generation. Mm-hmm. The ABBA generation. But the only one that's on here is Mamma Mia. So. Do it. Oh, all right. Well, yep, that works. Here we go. Yeah. 
into it, it's hard to stop. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't realize that they're all Swedish. Yeah, I just yeah. realized that also. Like, that's <laughs> super rad. Yeah. Did they all, did they date each other? Did they, <laughs> I think that they did date each other, but I'm not. Oh I was going to say, I doubt it ended in marriage. Yeah, no, I doubt it. Um, uh, can I just say, too, about the 18th set? So, when I was in college in 2008... Um, it was the first summer that I spent away from home and I got to live by myself during that summer and I was mm-hmm. like working and I felt so independent. It was like the, my summer of freedom when I wasn't going to school, I was just working and living alone and it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and I was really excited for the movie Mama Mia to come out that summer, but they hadn't released the soundtrack on iTunes yet. So mm-hmm. I was like, I need something to like fill that gap. So I downloaded the 18s oh my gosh. album. <laughs> I love that you downloaded the 18s album instead of ABBA. <laughs> You were like, this is what is needed this is here. This is the one, yeah. <laughs> so when I listen to this, it takes me right back to 2008 and like, what a great summer that was. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, anyway. That that album came out the same time as Mamma Mia. Yeah. Play. And so there must have yeah. been a real, like, we want ABBA. <laughs> that was like the revival or whatever yeah. like that happened. They kind of like fell out and then just like blasted up again. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Totally. Cool. What other cover bands do we want to talk about? Um, I have a cover band story. Please. Uh, I've already I've told this a little bit earlier. <laughs> so my main ABBA cover band experience, I have seen a couple good ones live um, because I'm the kind of person who attends ABBA <laughs> cover band performances. Um, but there is actually a cover band called ABBA Gold. Um, and I was attempting to buy the album ABBA Gold, which is basically ABBA's greatest hits, and unintentionally purchased... ABBA Gold's titular <laughs> album and I put it in and it was not ABBA singing all of ABBA and it was real sad <laughs> so word of caution to anyone buying ABBA <laughs> CDs <laughs> I would play some ABBA Gold for you but I cannot find them on Spotify <laughs> no, the only ABBA would. Gold that's on there is the actual album so. <laughs> yeah cool Shannon how about you do you have any that you want to talk about well here can we can we play things off YouTube because yeah. now I want to hear that that uh, mashup that you were talking about, and I found it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It's super fun. It's um. Oh wait, now I can't remember. I'm sure I'm not. Know. It's it's jump, and I think super trooper maybe. Oh, here we go, super jumper. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is that? Can I just play it? Yeah, hold I, your microphone close to it. That's amazing! I love it! I love that. Is there a good point to stop here? The lyrics do start eventually, but yeah, here's a great place to stop. <laughs> they actually, the lyrics like work out really well through oh. the whole yeah. thing. I'm sick and tired of everything. <laughs> okay. When I called you last night. I love mashups like this. Oh. Uh, there's this mashup of uh, Imagine Dragons. The You know what I'm talking about? It's an Imagine Dragons song. With the I know a Imagine Dragons song. One okay. single one. Well, so it's an Imagine Dragons song <laughs> match up with Check Yes Juliet. Oh. Da, 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 huh. da, da, Wait, da, da, I found da, another da, 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 da. Anyway. Abba's Gimme, Gimme, Gimme a Man After Midnight. <laughs> it's easy talk, give me all your loving. Please. Play it. <laughs> I'm already here for it. Where is Abba gonna come in? I know, right? <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> yes! Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, that's great. Oh, I love it. That's such an interesting one because when you said gimme, 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 I immediately thought they were going to sample or to to mash up the, like, the um, intro kind of riff that in that Madonna song, Time, or Hung Up, if you Mm. have heard that Madonna one. Because ABBA doesn't allow their music to be sampled very often. Um, Mm. Madonna actually, from what I read, had to, like, 
beg them to let her use it. And it fits so perfectly. So I'm so glad yeah. that they gave in. But um, oh, no, I want to hear that song. Yeah, let's play that. <laughs> yeah, no, it starts off with ABBA. Which one is it? It's oh, called Hung Up. Hung Up. Hung up. Oh. Let's see here. I really like this. <laughs> Older. And like, I'm sure most people think Madonna, like, just the 80s stuff. But yeah. her later stuff oh, is good, yes. too. <laughs> okay, here's Hung Up. Oh. Let's see here. There it is. Now which time goes by? Uh, it's gimme, so gimme, gimme. Slowly, slowly, time goes by. So slowly, slowly, time goes by. So slowly, slowly, time goes by. So slowly, slowly, time that is perfect. Yeah. Yes, that's great. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So, see, I've heard that song before. I didn't, I didn't put two and two together that that was Abba. Abba. That's yeah. <laughs> and so, like, that's the riff that I know from "Gimme, Gimme, Gimme." So I'm yeah. really, I like that that mashup that like, yeah, doesn't use it. <laughs> yeah, great. Any other co- cover bands or mashups or anything that we want to talk about? No. No. Awesome. <laughs> that was it. Um, Done. Great. Well, um, I do want to find Abba Golds now. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that like I don't know how I stumbled on it, right? Like it would be it's so hard to find because when you Google Wait, Abba Gold, like <laughs> oh my word, that's it. <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> that's what you're here for <laughs> me play anything straight off of youtube so <laughs> professional wait which one do you want because i think i can skip to i mean there's knowing me knowing you if that's in your favorites it's just like a little like slowed down and like a little off just like all throughout where you're just like this well, isn't quite what I was hoping outfits, for. It's like, <laughs> it's like it's like if Abba was like transposed to more like the popular eighties. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Huh. It's not good. Yeah. Not Especially great. if you put it in and you're like, I'm ready to Abba, and yeah. then it's this. <laughs> yeah, I can see how that would be disappointing for you. Yeah, that is it's like weirdly slow. slow. Not a jam. Yeah. Now, see, I kind of feel that way <laughs> because my first exposures to ABBA is the A-teens. Oh. They speed up ABBA. <laughs> yeah, and so, so when true. I listen to ABBA, I feel like it's too slow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so too funny. funny. <laughs> Just so you get another little sample. What is this? This is bad. What's the name of the game? It's very slow. Yes. Unhappily slow. <laughs> That's not just okay. A, that's not just a YouTube thing, right? Like, this I don't is think so. And we don't want YouTube to notice. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I was thinking while you were playing that, I was like, oh, it's almost worse than Pierce Brosnan, and then I realized that we never actually played anything. Can, can we play SOS? Yeah. Okay, cool. we have to play some of Pierce Brosnan's awful thing. Also, he's a very handsome man in this movie, and then whenever he sings, it ruins his face. Well, and at the end, he proposes to her by singing, which is yeah. like that bit too. Because it's like, I, I would turn him down flat with that voice. Oh. I don't so even think I that just, song is on the album. Oh, really? Yeah. That I can explain. Yeah, it's not on here. I just also don't understand why, while he <laughs> is a very good looking man, he was picked to do the most of the singing. Right? Like, of the men who sing. Of the men who he sing. He does Colin the most Firth. of it. Yes. Colin Firth clearly right. has the best singing voice. But the other two only <clears throat> sing a little bit on, like, our last seven. Sem- they don't sing well either, because I was looking out specifically for Colin Firth this time, and mm-hmm. he's better, but not. But I mean, he like, sings in um, like the importance of being earnest, and he's got a pretty good voice. Oh, or how about like hire hire Hugh Jackman? Like, uh, would have been yes. a better substitute <laughs> yes. than Pierce Brosnan. That is, that is like, true. you could have found a man who is both attractive and an actor, 
and also sings. Yes. Like, you could have done it, and they didn't. Also, he's supposed to be American, because he's from New York, and Pierce Brosnan is decidedly not American. <laughs> and at some points in the movie, it kind of sounds like he's trying to do an American accent, uh-huh. and at some points, it sounds like he's Scottish, and I'm like, I don't understand what's happening with and Pierce Brosnan. This movie is also about a great community singing <laughs> Swedish songs. <laughs> <laughs> Swedish, by, by a Swedish group in English. <laughs> with Spanish themes. With Spanish yeah. themes. So, I mean, maybe it's actually really very true to the roots of ABBA. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. It's multicultural. Yeah. Global. Yeah. At least European. Yeah. All right. I'm going to play SOS here. Where are those happy days? They seem so hard to find. I tried to reach for you, but you have closed your mind. Whatever happened to our love, I wish I understood. It used to be so nice, it used to be so good. I'm just, I'm just, wait, wait, wait. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay. So when you near me, darling, can't you hear me? Yes, so been made oh, to look age Gerard appropriate like sing. yes yeah. that been <laughs> so much better okay i'm just funny story. when we were watching this me and andrew he was like what could they not get russell crowe for this <laughs> 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 okay but for real though like come on <laughs> yeah they were better options <laughs> <laughs> oh but i mean i do i love but Pierce Brosnan. Announced it isn't too bad like yeah. Carol can sing she did another like musical thing later yeah, on too yeah. i mean she's okay she's not great, but... I, I feel like her version of mama mia isn't very good which is like no, the main song I... of the movie so i was disappointed but uh, winner takes it all i think she does really good i also yeah. feel like there was a lot of like i don't know auto tuning on amanda seafried oh it yeah felt like you know, and i didn't well, love you know, it i think that's just how her voice sounds <laughs> just how her face is because like they didn't do any auto-tuning on the Les Mis soundtrack and oh, she's that's still high pitch that's just how yeah. she sounds okay it, yeah because yeah. I when I watched it I was like this it was funny watching wow. it I haven't seen it in a long time but certain elements of the like this whoever did the sound mixing on it did a very very bad job <laughs> because they, even their voices sometimes they'll like they recorded it and then put it over the uh-huh. what's happening and it just does not match up with their lips very well and anyway yeah yeah it's production wise maybe not the best but yeah <laughs> also it's it's weird because like you can tell that they're like they they recorded it like you said and then put it over the movie but then also like i think that they were actually singing while recording the movie because there are some parts where like the more polished singing drops out and you hear like yeah weird breaks in their voice <laughs> that's true and i i okay no never mind I was just going to say, because uh, for a while, the movie held the position of the highest grossing um, live action musical. And I was thinking that, and it was uh, kind of, it got usurped by the Beauty and the Beast one that Um, happened in 2017. Um, We talk about bad singing in that one. Uh, I do not like that movie. Um, So I was thinking, oh, live action, but I think it just means there were humans in it. And not cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> so ignore my comments. Yeah, cool. Um, cool. So just we're gonna wrap this up really quickly with. Um, first of all, I wanted to say sorry. What? Well, I want to know, Tiana, because when my mom and I went to a movie together where this trailer came up, and she said they used all the good ABBA songs in the first one. What on earth are they gonna do for this sequel? What song do you want to see in the sequel? None. <laughs> That's why, like, I don't understand why they're doing it because she's right. <laughs> she's knowing me, knowing you. The good ones. Did they they're, not? They're going to use Fernando because that's the yeah, trailer. yeah. They're yeah. gonna do Fernando. Fernando will be good in it. Um, but is there anything else? Not really. They're probably they... just repeating. This, okay, Mamma Mia, honestly, to me, feels like, uh, did you ever, I can't remember in the Beatles episode, did you talk about um, 
Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, the mm-hmm. movie, mm-hmm. With, well, that stars the Bee Gees and not the Beatles as <laughs> yeah, the Beatles. We did. Okay. Um, so basically, that came about because somebody had purchased all of the good Beatles songs. Like, they purchased a bunch of them and then were like, we have to, the, the, the like rights to them were about to expire and they were like, we have to do something with them or it's a loss. So they just threw together this like plot that like linked these very disparate um, songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what Mama Mia feels like to me. <laughs> and I feel like the sequel, or I mean the prequel, whatever number two is going to be, <laughs> is going to be that but with the songs that nobody knows. <laughs> so okay. I am a little worried. So um, I did want to like talk about the next movie a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at Spotify. They've released two songs from the soundtrack. Oh, of the new what's movie. on it? When I Kissed the Teacher. What? <laughs> I don't know. And don't Waterloo. Even... Okay. Those are Waterloo the was in the credits of at least this first one. Yes. They did sing it. So yes. they're bringing... Okay. And I think, that, I think that in the original play, Waterloo was like an encore present like okay. Okay. performance. Oh, it wasn't so actually Waterloo part of the play. The... I think so. Okay. Um, and that's it. kind of how it's presented in the movie, too. It's like over the credits. Okay. So. Yeah. yeah. So they're going to do Waterloo, and it's got Hugh Skinner and Lily James singing that. And then When I Kiss oh, the Teacher has various artists. So... I am very excited about Lily James in this because mm-hmm. she sang in Baby Driver and she can actually sing really very well. All right, and yeah, I like her a lot. Sweet, she's been good in everything. Good, um, yeah. And this new movie is going to be a prequel about Donna and the Dynamos, but so. also a mm-hmm. sequel because mm-hmm. Sophie is pregnant. Yeah, and they have all the same people from the original. <laughs> is Meryl Streep in this one? I she's not <laughs> she's on I've the poster. Heard that she is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they're just using clips from the original movie or if <laughs> Maybe. she's in it a little bit. Maybe. Cher is in it. I heard somewhere, and I, I could be totally wrong on this, but I heard somewhere that this new movie is going to focus on, like, everybody coming back to the island for Donna's funeral. Oh. It I don't know, though. could be that. I don't know. Yeah. It could be. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the poster for it right now, and Donna is in it. She's front and center, but she's still wearing the overalls and the white blouse from the first movie. So I don't know <laughs> yeah. if it's all going to be flashbacks. Yeah. Also, Cher is in the new movie. As Donna's mother. Who what? they said is yeah. dead. <laughs> but in what world she, could Cher be Meryl Streep's mother? I don't mother? know. I don't she's know. not that old. Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah, also, so rude. also in, <laughs> in the first Mamma Mia, Meryl Streep says that her, like, she's like, somebody up there, like, pointing to. I bet her, it's she's my like, mother. She's like, somebody out there has it out for me. I bet it's my mother. And I'm uh, like, so your mom is dead, but then apparently it's not dead and it's Cher. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I don't expect it to be a good movie, but expect it to be fun. <laughs> yeah, cool. Cher is four years older than Meryl Streep is. Yeah. It's so rude. Cool. Uh-huh. Well, um, let's wrap this up with just a quick, I know Tana's going to recommend that, but. <laughs> but not necessarily Mamma Mia. <laughs> How about you, Shannon? What, what do you recommend? I, it, Abba's great. Um, <laughs> I, it, yeah. I, I think the movie's kind of fun. It's, like I said, watching it again, now that I, like, am more of a movie person, and it's terribly made, but, like, it's fun. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's definitely nostalgic for me. Oh, yeah. I really enjoy watching it when I watch it, but... Like I said, all the Greek chorus in it too is a delight. Just watch for that throughout the movie is really funny. Yep, for sure. Um, so yeah, I would recommend like again with I would recommend Mama Mia the movie, but don't expect it to be good. Just expect it to be <laughs> yeah. fun. And uh, of course, I recommend ABBA and Eighteens. Okay. <laughs> Listen to ABBA, not Eighteens. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely don't don't be like me. If you're going to listen to the Eighteens, at least listen to ABBA first. Uh huh. So, do what are your what is everyone's favorite song? I like Take a Chance on Me. Oh, the that's best. too hard. I think mine might be Mama Mia. Actually, I've always loved knowing me, knowing you. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. Well, we're going to wrap it up. Um, we'll put a playlist on Spotify. <laughs> yes, we will. Some jams for you. <laughs> um, yeah, and as always, be sure to follow us on Twitter at PC Footnotes. You can find us on Facebook at Pop Culture Footnotes. Um, if you are listening on iTunes or CastBox FM or any of the other places where we are available, um, be sure to check out our website, popculture-footnotes.com. And if you have recommendations for things you want to hear, 
us talk about on the show, uh, email them to us, popculturefootnotes at gmail.com. And uh, thanks for coming back, Tana. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tana's going to be joining us again next week when we will be talking about the X-Files. Yeah. (laughs) Spooky. All right. Join us then. Bye. Bye. Bye.